Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony Steak Podcast, episode 327. I'm Sean, and joined with me we have Off-Road Andy. Hello. And Tony Katz. Hello, hello. Thank you for tuning in. Hit that subscribe button. Share with a friend. Check out our entertainment podcast right after this. A lot of sports to get to today, in fact. Uh, let's kick things off with the NBA. Yeah, so the finals are happening, um, but that doesn't mean NBA drama has to stop during the finals, uh, despite what Adam Silver wants or doesn't want. Because, uh, yeah, Adam Silver, the commissioner, he teased a announcement about John Morant and his gun issues, what's going to happen. Uh, but he says, I won't tell anyone. Till the finals are over. I don't want to distract anyone, which is like, okay, then why do you even say anything? Exactly. Um, but he knows. He's setting up uh, a nice little TV show uh, for whatever's going to happen there. Um, I, the latest I heard is Jaws people are trying to claim that that was a toy gun. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, you can't do anything about it. So I saw something on a, uh, on, one, uh, on a website, or I think it was on Instagram or whatever, but it showed the odds of the over-under of... so. Some books out there have a number set at an over-under of how many games John Morant's going to get. Uh, do either of you want to take a guess at what you think it is? I'll let uh, one his, of you... His suspension? Yeah, so it's, it's already set, so you can bet over-under that it's X amount of games that he's going to be suspended. And it's like even on both sides? Uh, there's a half. Okay. Are, are we going to um, guess the over-under or pick the number of games? No, well... Y- I will you, say, you guess what you think the over-under is. I already know what the answer is. I will say 12 and a half. Okay. Sean, what's your guess of how many games you think the books have it set out for John Morant's over-under for suspension? I'm going 25. All right. So the thing I saw said that they have it listed that his over-under suspension number is 50 and a half. Oh. So people think he's going to get a heavy... Thing and I remember I said fifty games is what I thought he was going to get. Now that I see that, I think arena style. I think it might be. I think it might be sixty to a season. To be honest, I don't know. I think they really might throw the hammer down, especially because the fact that he's saying he doesn't want it to be distraction. If John Morant was going to be suspended fifteen games, I mean that wouldn't be that big of a distraction. A lot of people miss the beginning of the season, but if it's like something like John Morant's going to miss the entire 2024 season. That's going to be a distraction. What if they sentence John Morant two years of minor league baseball? Yeah. That's what happened in the 90s, I heard. Yeah. Yeah. So he's got a punishment. Yeah. I mean, especially if you had to play for the White Sox right now, that would be a pretty bad punishment. So uh, we'll see. So now that you guys know the number, is there any guess do you guys want to say if you think it'll be over or uh, or below that? Going over. Let's go go below then because I went way under. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I don't know. I don't know what anyone has yeah um, maybe the announcement adam silver is like we confirmed that was well, a toy gun so for what it's we're actually w- retroactively paying john morant a million dollars and naming yeah. him mvp and for what it's worth i i saw that the most amount that like i think some book most books will even let you bet on that and it's only the books that offer it a lot of places won't offer that like bet you know it's kind of a fun bet but it's like the oscars when you bet on the most they're gonna allow you to bet is it said already is a hundred bucks so i mean they're not gonna risk allow anybody to you know, break their bank on this, you know, because obviously, you know, people could actually have real information about what it is going to be because somebody out there knows the answer right now. It's not like he's just, you know, taking it day by day. Adam Silver already knows the answer. 
So uh, that'll be that'll be interesting. That'll be something to see. But uh, now to take away that distraction, NBA Finals been two games so far. The series is tied at one. Denver Nuggets did exactly what uh, I think we kind of thought they would do. Game one came out. Miami Heat looked a little flat. They kind of made it a little close at the end, but the Nuggets ended up winning. I believe it was one hundred four ninety three. And then game two, Miami Heat got up early, then got down by, I think, was like 15 or so in the second quarter and had a good second half, had a big fourth quarter. And it's the second time in the series that uh, should be noted that Miami's had a better fourth quarter than Denver. And sure, Denver had a bigger lead game one, but, you know, uh, Miami goes out on the road, wins a huge game to tie the series at one. And uh, so what are you guys' thoughts? I mean, do you think now Miami has a chance to win this now that they technically have home court the rest of the series at the moment? Or Denver's still going to take care of business? Is there anything you've seen so far to make you now think Miami actually could win this series? Things could change with them getting a hero back whenever that does officially happen. Um, but I don't know. I still feel like I, I see Denver taking it. Um, you can't stop him. Uh, they even called a foul because his shot's so ugly. That three ball, it didn't even look like, I don't think it got touched. And they're like, ah, foul. That's an ugly so, shot. So I, I was listening to something that uh, before the series started that said that, and I think Miami has actually been doing this, is they said that the problem with what the Lakers did was they tried to stop Jokic. And you have to get to a point where you realize you can't stop him and you have to stop their next best guy. And yeah, I mean, you'd much rather have the, a bunch of twos my, versus a bunch of threes. So they were saying that you, you shouldn't even try to like have any special plan for Jokic because Jokic is going to do his thing no matter what. But what they should do is focus on shutting down Murray. And I believe that's what the Heat have done so far. And then the thing with the Miami Heat, too, is like they have guys that can get hot. They shot like 50% yeah. from three game two. And it's like you had Struss that went 0 for 9 game one. And then he had a decent game two. And Also, they didn't have Kevin Love game one, right? Well, I mean. Yeah, they chose not to play him game one. I think, I mean, if this was 10 years ago, Sean. I think. Hey, he helps. He's, he's a leader out there. You know, every yeah, five seconds, maybe. they're like, he's been to the finals before. He, he's telling them what to do. But it, every he series, that teammate, and they like didn't know what to do. Van Gundy almost killed himself. Every series, the you'll see that players, certain players play you know less and less, and the other key, key guys play more and more because you get to the point where this is it. This is the final, the final run. It doesn't matter how tired you are at the end of game six seven because it's you're done for you know five months four months whatever it is yeah i think i you can't apply any logic to this team anymore um so you're trying to like figure out what what they do what they do differently it's just impossible duncan robinson had some made some good plays and is that gonna happen again Probably Possibly, not, maybe. but get someone else who will do something great. And that's what they were saying with the Heat is it, they have a bunch of guys that could have a hot game from three. And, you know, it could be Gabe Vincent or uh, Vincent one day. It could be uh, um, it could be Struss one day. It could be Tyler Hero if he comes back. It could be Martin. I mean, it's... Yeah, but like if you're trying to think logically, Jamal Murray will have better games. Porter will definitely have better games. So, yeah, what does that mean? And it's just, it's... You talk about stealing home court. It's really hard to to, to then close out at home and so, win all your home games too. What a, so, if, what do you what are your predictions on then of how the rest of the series will go? Because I kind of have an idea of how I think it'll go for me in my eyes. I think I don't know who's going to win Game Three and who's going to win Game Four, but I think it'll be a split in Miami. Yeah. And then I think Denver takes Game Five, and then I think Miami can take Game Six. And I think I think the series might go seven. I don't know. It just seems like Miami because even. In Denver's two wins, they've scored under 110 points, 
And Denver was has scored 120 multiple, multiple times this series. And hey, we're at the end of the road. Guys are tired. I mean, that's just how it goes. And better defense can get played. The whistles are going to get even, calls are going to get even tighter. But I mean, do you think this series goes at least six? Or I mean, do you see somebody winning three games in a row no, to end I, the series? I mean, I'm, I don't I'm know if I do. Six, six or seven, but I think Denver I would, will win it outright uh, eventually. Yeah, but I, I think a game seven would be really exciting because you'd be in Denver, which has been the toughest place to basically to play this whole season. But then you'd have Miami that just won a game seven in Boston. So could they do it again in Denver? But then also game seven, man, I feel like, has it been a while since we've seen a game seven? Was it the Warriors and the Cavaliers was the last one? I mean, I feel yeah, like, I think so. Yeah, I think off the top of the head, Suns Bucks was six games. I think I know Raptors Warriors was six. Yeah, um, last year Lakers was I think six. was five, and Heat was that five? Probably, I think it was. And then uh, somebody else was in there. Probably the Warriors again. That series wouldn't have gone seven if it wasn't for Draymond. Yeah, yeah. So to go back to Miami, San Antonio. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, game sevens are fun, man. They're fun. Doesn't matter who you're cheering for. I mean, it's. I mean, obviously, you want the team you're cheering for to win, but I mean, as a you know regular fan, it's like it's it's fun to see a game seven. So I'm looking forward to hopefully a good rest of the series. Any other things you guys got about it, or any other notes, takeaways? Uh, I'll be annoyed if Miami wins. Probably. Really upsetting. I put a lot of time in as a fan and to see that shit happen, <laughs> like an eight seed. Yeah, they don't deserve that. <laughs> yeah. No, we'll see. Whereas Denver deserves. Yeah, Denver was a one seed. They had a very good season. They were just not looked at highly because they're not the sexy team, if you will. You know what I mean? It's, oh, it's, it's the, it's true. I guess though, right? I mean, they're I not. Do you see Christian Brown out there playing? Okay, Christian Brown. It's like an athletic Brian. <laughs> All right. Oh. Well, what do we got next? Ah, uh, should we talk about some MLB? Yeah, some. Uh, I think we might have. I feel like we touched on it either a week or two ago when we talked about the Texas Rangers, how we said they're having a good season and how the guy they paid for hasn't even gotten to be a part of it. Well, the guy they paid for will 100% not be a part of it now, at least for this season. As Jacob deGrom, it was announced today, he was put on the 60-day IL yesterday, and then it was announced today that he will be out for the season as he needs Tommy John surgery. Yeah, and he'll be out for most of the next year too. Like, unlikely he'll... It's, it's a, what, a 14-month injury or so? 16 months, 14 at least. Yeah, but like you never then come there's... back fully really at that point. So it's one of those things like, yeah, you can come back maybe next September and he'll be trying to, you know, re- rehab his way into being a starting pitcher. So uh, it's not great. Uh, so that's they gave him, I think, five year deal. That's basically two years wasted right there. Um, and they've been good without him. Like they, they're on pace to be in the playoffs and they would want to rely on him, but um, they've got a good staff behind them. But yeah, it's just, it sucks, but that was that was the risk with him. Is he's had injuries throughout his career, but just right away like that, having such a significant one is kind of the worst case scenario there. Yeah, it's a it's a big bummer. I mean, it's the biggest injury you can have as a pitcher, and it's it's bummed out that he'll be out for the for the season. And we got a, another story here about a pitcher, which hopefully you weren't listening to my uh, before the season prediction because I predicted this guy to go to. Uh, the, to possibly be up there at least for Cy Young, I think he was in the AL. He was was he a top five candidate? Most likely, yeah. He was. And uh, Andy actually has some news on here that I didn't even know about. So uh, why don't you uh, spill it to the people? Yeah. So Alec Manoa, after another horrible start yesterday. Yeah. Well, um, the Houston score six in the first. Yeah, I know he was out right away. 
didn't last two innings. I don't think maybe he didn't even get out of the first he inning. He might not have got out of the first. Let's um, see. They're sending him to rookie ball, not just sending him to the minors. They're sending him to rookie ball to figure some shit out. It's, you can't, Toronto's in the playoff race. You can't be like wasting games like this trying to get him right. Um, but it is a big blow because they were so, relying on him. So this was his stats yesterday. One third of an inning. Okay. Seven okay. hits, six earned, one walk, zero strikeouts, pushing his ERA on the season to 6.36. And he was supposed, was he their opening day starter? Uh, most likely. I think he was, yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's, whew, that's, uh, no one saw that coming. Yeah. Um, the world of pitching is, is frustrating. You think you built a good staff and then you never know what happens. Your injuries just so like this ineffectiveness. You never know. Um, there are guys who are like great pitchers and then they'll be like, pretty mediocre for five years and then they'll come back and be really good again. And it's, it's kind of a mystery. It's, it's one of the weirdest jobs in sports where you're just, you're throwing a, a baseball really hard. Who knows how it works. Now, there's always new things going on, but um, yeah, that's two, two right there in the American league. that just don't know what's what the future holds. Yeah. And the, and the sad thing is you could say from the blue Jays perspective, um, it's like, well, they didn't pay him yet. This is not a Steven Strasburg situation where you give him a bunch of money. Um, but then yeah. from his perspective, he hasn't gotten paid yet. Yeah. If he if he can't figure it out, this sucks. Yeah. Um, you don't get they don't give you back pay so for this really is, good seasons. In my opinion, this is gonna go it can only go one of two ways. Either this motivates him and he's pissed off that he got sent back down to rookie ball and he just comes out like and figures it out and gets back up there and with motivation showing like, hey, no, I do belong here. I you made the right choice making me your starting, you know, opening day pitcher or it completely rattles his mental thing and he just never and he never bounces back and then this was, you know, the most hyped year you'll ever get to have seen of Alex Manoa. So, I guess time will tell. But uh all righty. What next? So, we'll talk about some NHL and the Stanley Cup. Yep, the <clears throat> Las Vegas Golden Knights are up two games to zero on the Florida Panthers. They took care of business in both the home games, won the first game five to two, and then won last night seven to two, I believe was the final. Uh, I watched the game, um, and it was... I put, I, I put 12 goals on there in the sheets. Yeah. You got it right. Yeah, well, I was just making... I knew they scored seven. I just wasn't sure yeah. how Florida had scored two or not. But uh, yeah, they win that game seven to two. You know, they've, they're dominating. Their goalies made some terrific saves. Uh, now they're doing to Bobrovsky in Florida what um, Bobrovsky in Florida's defense kind of looked like throughout the season. I mean, right now they're making Florida look like an eight seed, outscoring them 12 to four in the two games at home. Uh, so we'll see. I mean, Florida, I mean, game three, I don't care. No way around it. Game three is obviously it's a must win for Florida. Florida's not going to be down 3-0 to Vegas. and Because teams have come back down 3-0 before in the NHL. But uh, it won't be Florida if they go down 3-0. So Florida needs to win this game to make this a series because then you get to be home and maybe you can get some momentum back. I mean, crazier things have happened. But uh, if, if, if they actually, you know what, I got to take it back. They need to win both games in Florida, I think. I, not just game three. You got to take, take care of business at home the way Vegas is taking care of business. Put pressure back on Vegas going back to Vegas. But if Vegas steals at least one in uh, Florida, then I think Vegas is going to maybe take care of business because if it goes back three, one to Vegas game five, that place is going to be rocking. They, they always do this extravagant opening ceremony thing of each game where they actually have, you know, their whole little 
circus act that they have out in Vegas out there. They have an actual, well, I shouldn't say an actual, but a golden knight out there. And he's not an actual. I don't know. The queen sent uh, Ben Kingsley over there. And would be the king now, Andy. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. My apologies to all our British listeners. That was <laughs> insensitive. I forgot. Off with his head. I just, I just picture the queen would be there forever. You know, you just it's it's been part of our lives. So yeah. I've oh, seen man, where I she's buried, Andy. Yeah, that king is weird. So actually, I wouldn't want him to send Ben Kingsley. I don't want Ben Kingsley being any part of him. What about yeah. Cumberbatch? Oh, yeah. we, we do apologize, though, for the... Well, the, I don't think Cumberbatch is a, is a knight. Uh, but Ben Kingsley is. Um, obviously, Paul McCartney's a knight. Yeah. Um, probably some other ones. Roger Moore. Is he? Probably. He should be. Is Come he on. even alive? I don't um, know. But yeah, a lot of knights to choose from that they can send over to Elton John Las Vegas. Knight? He has to be, yeah, yeah. I don't think so. Oh, yeah, he's definitely a knight. And he, I'm sure he knows Vegas well. So. Roger Moore died in 2017. Yeah, at the age I feel like we it, talked about it on this podcast. Probably did, 89. Um, but yeah, hockey. Yeah, so we'll see. It's been a good uh, Kings of, I mean, Knights have dominated so far, and we'll see if they get to continue to dominate as and the series goes on. I do think they're a de- deserving team. They've been. Oh, yeah. In the playoffs routinely since they've been yeah, a franchise. They, they've made it to and, the Stanley Cup, their rookie season yeah. back in 2017, 2018 campaign. Uh, and here they but are. How, how consistent has the team been? That's a very different team now, right? Good. No, yeah. So I was listening to some that said there, I believe there's only three. Don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty positive it's only three original guys, may, at most five, yeah. but it's somewhere between three to five original guys from that opening team. Because I remember that 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 first year, that was where they got Flurry from the expansion draft. Yeah, and he actually had a really was, good season. Yeah, Penguins so were done with him. And that's like, the other thing good. to note about this team is that Aiden Hill, their guy that's been their goalie throughout the playoffs, was like their third string goalie to start the season. So that's the one thing about the Knights is they've had different goalies throughout the year. I believe they're whoever I forget who even their opening goalie was to start the year, but I think he got hurt. And then at one point they made a trade for Jonathan Quick, who was having an awful season with the Kings, and then he had a couple decent games with them. But I mean, he's not going to be your guy. And Aiden Hill. Uh, actually had a pretty good season last year. I think he played for, I want to say he played for Arizona last year, but again, don't quote me on that. Uh, but yeah, so Vegas up 2-0. I mean, that's the team I'm pulling for just because I think it would be cool to see him. My mom now lives in Vegas and she all of a sudden is a big hockey fan out there because it's, you know, you get to feel the the, the passion for it. I mean, the, they love their Vegas Knights more than anything because that was a homegrown, their first uh, professional Vegas team and it was a homegrown team. It wasn't an uh a team that came over from a different city. It was like the Raiders or like the Oakland A's. It was a, a team that was born and raised there. So uh, we'll see. should be good. What else we got there, Sean? Oh, uh, we can move on down the list. Golf, uh, Live, and PGA merging. Whatever that means, no one really seems to know yet. But Yeah, so the one thing I do know about this is the guys that took the risk to go play in the Live you know, are well, laughing now. Yeah. <laughs> They are uh, they are laughing as they get to now it all merges together. I wonder what Rory and thinks. the guys, yeah, well, the guys that stayed for the PGA are are upset, man. They're they're upset. I well, saw a lot of tweets today about a lot of those guys that are really angry, saying, "Well, I can't trust anybody." Like blah blah blah, and they're they're upset. But at the end of the day, it's like any sport and any team, it's a business. Yeah, and they chose to join each other, and you know, I, mean, I think from they, the beginning, people were talking about, oh, their plan is just to, you know, get bought out by the PGA so that they can merge back. It's like well, that happened pretty fast. I mean, how how old even is Liv at this point? Like 
54 uh, days. Like yeah, this yeah. is like only their second year in operation, but really only their like their first year for real. Pretty good. So I mean, um, but yeah, a lot, lot of comparisons to the Michael Scott Paper Company. Yeah, exactly. I don't know what it means in terms of how much they're getting bought out for. Exactly like Michael Scott that that episode of they're oh, giving no, they gave Phil a, Wilkinson like 30 million dollars so or whatever the hell it was that that has been a tweet today that i saw where somebody said that this was the real life michael scott paper company <laughs> um so i think what's happening and it's, it's one of these complicated business things is um there's going to be a new corporation and the pga part of that corporation will own most of the stake in this new corporation um, but the, the Saudi part will get a, a seat on the board and that kind of stuff. So I don't know what the, all the details are going to be, what that means. Will it be a live tour still? And it'll be two separate tours. People don't know that the shit yet. That's what's kind of driving people crazy is people don't know what's actually going to happen. Um, all those, those bonuses that those golfers got, like, do they keep those? Like, I don't know. Yeah, those was that contingent on playing payments? for like five years or something? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But, um, yeah, it's crazy. And for everyone like clowning on like McElroy and those guys is like, hey, you guys are still heroes. You have you have the moral high ground here. Maybe you don't have the money, but you guys have plenty of money. You don't have to worry about exactly. it. Exactly. Um, because like this is shitty. Like this was the right thing to do to try to turn these people down because you know, <laughs> they're fucking horrible people. You know what it reminds me of is uh when uh Clark Griswold didn't get his bonus and he's sitting there saying how awful yeah. this was and he's like, This just and then Russ just goes, sucks. Just, just sucks. And he's like, "Yeah, it sucks." I, that's just what I feel right now. Like the PGA guys just don't know what to say, so they're just like, "Sucks." It just sucks. Yeah, yeah and I, it, what's terrible is the the people, the executives there at PGA that made all these statements about uh, how are you going to say how are you going to defend this to you know the the widows of the people who died on nine eleven, like going like that far. With so shit. it's funny you say that because I did see this tweet today. Uh, I'll read it to you, Sean. It says, as part of the merger, the PGA will control holes 1 through 8 and 12 through 18, and the Saudis will do 9 through 11. Oh, boy. Um, but yeah, there's, there's more than just 9-11 uh, that makes you not want to do business with these people. Uh, mostly because, like, all their money is illegitimate. They're not, like, clever businessmen. Yeah. They're they fucking, had a their land is on a bunch yeah, of oil, exactly. and we happen to need it. And it's like, fuck that shit. They don't, they don't deserve this they didn't build microsoft well or that just shows you what happens when you you don't have to work for what you earn and let that be a lesson to everyone listening yeah. folks uh you don't appreciate it yeah and the, the money that they're they're handing out is insane where we will talk about that in a further uh, future story too um but it's just it's you shouldn't have to compete with this shit it's dumb and i wish everyone just said like no actually fuck all of you um that being said if the Saudi fund or whatever they're called um, would like to make an investment in Tony's yeah. take, oh, we are, we are, we are open. Listening. We will um, move out to Saudi Arabia will, and do these golf tournaments. I will tournaments. sell the fuck out because I don't have that much money. But when you're like Dustin Johnson and you got all your golf money and you're the heir to the Gretzky uh, fortune, yeah. <laughs> um, you, don't need, you don't need an extra $50 million to go play for some uh, people who fund terrorism and extort the American people yeah. uh, with high gas prices. That no. kind of shit. You don't need to, you don't need their money. Also, you can just fucking for the live in Arizona for the rest of your life. Oh, and Andy, for the Saudis listening, we're working on making a couple of maybe viral video spooky shorts. <laughs> <laughs> if that sweetens the deal. Well, speaking of what else we, I don't know. Should we move on? I think uh, this next topic, we have, uh, the NFL and we have soccer. 
Okay, let's uh, which one do you want to do next? Let's do this NFL thing. All right, let's knock the NFL out. So, this is going to not surprise a lot of you, but there was another gambling case in the NFL, and it was another player that's kind of on the lower realm, as it was a Colts uh, cornerback by the name of Isaiah Rogers, and uh, he was their cornerback and their kick returner, and it said that he only started in uh, nine games this season. Uh, he was a sixth-round pick entering his final year of a four-year, $3.4 million deal, so I can see why he was trying to bet. He should go play in that Saudi football league. Yeah. So the funny thing about this is that I was uh, – let me see. Where can I uh, – it said he uh, – so it said the sportsbook account was opened under the name of an associate of Rogers, sources said. Approximately 100 bets were placed on the account over an undisclosed amount of time. But the big thing is, is that it says, including some Colts games. And that's where it's the big no-no. Because all these other guys that are getting in trouble for betting on NFL that play in the NFL, they're not betting on their own team. Or at least they, it says they're not. They're betting on other teams. But when you're betting on your own team, at that point, that just becomes inside, an inside job of whatever sorts. And then that becomes... Yeah, that means the FBI is looking at you. Yeah, and that becomes its definite possible prison time. But the funny thing about this is, it said that most of his bets... We're in the $25 to $50 range. So that tells me that he was just fucking around playing some fun parlays for 50 bucks a pop. And again, his mistake was putting Colts games in. And they said, although there was at least one low four-figure bet. So he did bet at least one game that was somewhere between $1,000 and $9,000. So at one point, he did get a little greedy, which that'll be the game I'm interested to see the most because that'll be the one they look at and be like, Okay, is this the game you started and you wanted to bet eight grand? And was it his game confirmed or just? Well, no, that's, no, okay. it wasn't. But I'm saying if they do look into the it, NFL. What if he bet on the Olympics? Or- yeah, you see, like the, he's betting on like all sorts of weird shit. Figure skating, I really like this. Like handball, like uh, yeah. So that'll be interesting to see how that develops because, like I said, he bet on his own team, and uh, that's he might have really fucked up, especially if he was just you know on a four year, three point four million dollar deal. Um, I don't know how much time he's going to have left in the NFL if this comes out to be, you know, true. Yeah, and it it, it just seems like it's more stories keep coming out about this shit. Oh, and I think if you continue to make it legal in more and more states, it's going to become easier and easier because these guys couldn't do it before because they would have had to get like a legit bookie somewhere like offshore account or they would have had to go to Vegas. But now... You can just live in New York and you can download the app yourself or have everybody download the app and tell them, hey, I'm going to give you uh, $5,000, put it on this. I mean, there's probably guys out there that are doing that that haven't been caught. I mean, so you never know. But uh, all right, so we move on to our final thing, some yeah. soccer. Yeah, do you want to cover the uh, transactions yeah, before? Yeah, the, exactly. The That's what I was going to do. So uh, just a couple little stories as the soccer regular seasons are uh, coming to a close. Uh, some news is happening with some big names. Uh, first off, Lionel Messi is leaving PSG. Uh, you know, they didn't really have a great season this year. He didn't really seem like he had a good run there. Uh, they didn't win anything amazing other than, uh, you know, their league title, which is expected when you have Neymar, Mbappe, and Messi on your front line and Sergio Ramos in your back line and one of the best goalies in the world with uh, Donna Rami or whatever the Italian dude's name is. But anyway, Lionel Messi has announced he's leaving PSG. Don't know where he's going yet, but I did see that he did meet with Barcelona. And so I don't know if I can find some odds here really quick of Messi's next team. 
Um, but okay, so it says the top five teams. It says is Al Hilal, which is a Saudi Arabia team, which we're going to get to in a second. Uh, another team, Manchester City, which I hope doesn't happen. Inter Miami, so there's chances he could go to the United mm-hmm. States. Newell's old boys in Argentina, which would okay. mean he just goes home. Yeah. And then Barcelona is the number one team. So the top three teams are, so you can tell he's at the end of his time now where he's either going to come back for a farewell season, probably with Barcelona, where he had this, you know, all of his successful career, or he's going to sell or not sell out, but I mean, get a big fat payday and go play for his home country, which he did just win the world cup for, or he's going to come to the United States, take the route that, uh, you know, Beckham and Zlatan Ibrahimovic did for a bit. Yeah. That's another thing I saw your, your boy retired. Zlatan. Oh, he played his last game this week. So sad. Yeah, and he had, he had another like great quote. I forgot what it was. I just told them thank you. Oh, yeah, no, well, just like them. everyone who was here for me, obviously. Yeah, no, he had some good quotes. You know, uh, one of the best stories of this, I don't know if you know this, Sean, but Zlatan Ibrahimovic, when he came to LA, LeBron James sent him a Lakers jersey as a, you know, welcome to LA. And Zlatan Ibrahimovic got the jersey signed it and sent it back to lebron james yeah, pretty good yeah did, didn't Great he take story. out a page in the newspaper saying like you're welcome or something la yeah it was just a big it was a big it was the back page of like the la times or something and it was just a big picture of him like in a soccer stadium and it just said like i think like i'm here or i've arrived or like you're welcome it was something along those lines but yeah he's retired after 24 years my favorite player um but you know but anyway the next thing is uh, Kareem Benzema, another great striker that played for um, Real Madrid for the last like 13 seasons or something. He has joined the Saudi Arabia train, which is where Cristiano Ronaldo is playing. As Benzema has joined Al Itihad, I don't know how to say it. Al Itihad, I don't know. It's just Al Itihad. So he's going there, and I saw it was roughly two years, four hundred million dollars. Which is absurd. So you can think about that for a moment, Sean. Bad. Some Saudi money right there. Yeah. Oh, it's some Saudi money. All right. So, I mean, they're in the gajillions out there, it seems like. But uh, yeah. So Kareem Benzema will be going to Saudi Arabia. He's there against Ronaldo. I don't believe he joined the team Ronaldo did. Uh, Actually, in fact, I know he didn't join the team Ronaldo did, but he did join the league Ronaldo did. So I think that's why this team overpaid because they're like, Hey, let's get the striker that played side by side for Ronaldo for a handful of seasons on that very good, successful uh, Real Madrid team that won a few uh, Champions Leagues together. So, yep, Benzema's going to Saudi. But uh, as we've talked about, we got the Champions League final this Saturday, and Andy's uh, got some fun prop bets that I think we're going to maybe uh, try to just predict a couple on or so. So let's hear them, Andy. Yeah, so for the game, Manchester City is minus 215 to win. Um, I don't know if there's anything there. Inter Milan plus five twenty five and plus three seventy on it, and that's for, for the off. for the ninety minutes because they can you know once it goes an extra time this bet becomes over. So you when you do a bet like this, it's it's to say that this game that these are the odds for the game before uh, ninety minutes is up. So if it goes into extra time or penalty kicks and Man City would win, you would actually win on the draw, not on Manchester City money line. But yeah, we do have some props. It's not quite the the Super Bowl, but. Um... There's these these prop bets, these score cast bets, where you bet on the score and you bet on another thing happening. So of course we have to look at our guy here. Oh, Holland. Uh, you could click a fuck a couple of those. Yeah, because he's going to score. So well, that's the thing. 
is if they score more than one, he's going to get at least one of them, you would think. Oh, you could see a scenario where they win one nothing. And oh, of course. Else. But if they're if they're winning two nothing, and he scores, that's plus. But I would say right you're there. almost uh, the one nothing, two nothing, two one, and three nothing. I think you could put a hundred bucks on all four of those bets, and yeah, I think there's a good chance one of those hits and he scores. So uh, or or three one. I would say those five. Yeah. So it's interesting that all the all these bets are based on the final score here. So there's some other weird guys here, but. Um, on the the stats, they don't they don't put goals in there, but they do have assists. So, yeah, the over, goals might come up later. So over half an assist plus four hundred under hundred. So he's he's not much of a passer. I he's guess he's not supposed to be passing. <laughs> he's, he's the, the one taking the shots. Yeah. Um, Where's Amari? Is he on there? There he is. I just saw him. He's usually pretty good. Yeah, plus three hundred. Sorry, is anybody? I mean, I guess assists don't maybe happen as often as you think in soccer. I don't, so I don't really. even know what counts as an assist after yeah, you pass it. Like, how much time do they have? Um, they Sounds even, like it has to be like an immediate shot. Props on offsides. So if uh, you think Halan uh, will go offsides over one and a half times, uh, plus yeah. 2,000. That's right honestly, there, so. you know, plus half, even plus over half yeah. is plus 225, which isn't bad considering he is the striker. If he does time one bad, but maybe he just never times it bad. Um, I mean, yeah. someone's going to go offsides. There's at least a Dozen offsides a game. I like they have uh, props for just overall passes by one single player. Um, huh? Marcelo, yeah, that it's crazy. I mean, yeah, they keep track of everything here. Okay, where's Maris uh, on that one? Because Maris definitely passes a decent amount. I think hard to find people. Um, let's see. Might not he's, be on there. No, he's yeah. coming up. You not? I didn't see it. Well, I think that's because he didn't start sometimes. So, yeah. All right, to have two or more shots, <laughs> Halan minus two thousand. So they know. I mean, and no one else is even in the thousands. Um, yeah. Oh, that's funny. There's Maurice to have six minus six hundred to have two shots. Now three or more shots. I, I mean, fuck, the guy might have three goals. I mean, yeah. so they go all the way up to five shots. So if you think he'll get at least five shots, but it's plus one seventy, and um, I think they even have that the shots are on goal in here. Yeah. Two, so two or more shots on target. I believe this is Mar- uh, Halan's first ever Champions League final that he's been in. I was even in the round of 16. I don't think so. Uh, well, I know, because he was on City last year, I think. Was he uh, not? Yeah, I don't know. I actually don't know the time. Yeah. I think he came over there at some point mm-hmm. last season. So, But, uh, yeah, I mean, it'll... Yeah, there's no, there's no Gatorade colors or anything like that. But, yeah, yeah. There, there are plenty of, <laughs> of props on this. Plenty of fun props. Let's see, yeah, tackles. And they're not actual tackles. Yeah. <laughs> Hitting the ball away, just for you guys at home listening, thinking someone's going to just knock somebody out. They could put that on there, too. Well, usually they have cards on here, too. Like, how yeah. many, like, they usually so can have some that. team stuff up here, like how many yellow cards will happen, how many, will there be a player sent off? You can do all sorts of fun stuff. But I think the point is here, uh, have fun with this game. We don't know if it's going to be the, gr- the greatest game. Sometimes uh, the ones you played. think won't be great are great, though. So yeah, especially. And I I agree with what you said last week, or couple, I think maybe it was two weeks ago when we talked about it. You kind of want to hope for a drawless first half. I think that's actually a good bet because Inter Milan does play good defense, and I think Inter Milan realizes that their only way to probably win this game is to actually focus on playing really good defense against uh, Man City. Like I personally think this will be a low-scoring game. Like I saw, showed the over/under was two and a half, comma three, which means. You know, it's basically two and three quarters, which means if there's two goals or less, the under wins. If there's three goals, 
then you get your money back and then only half of the profit. And then if there's four goals or more, you get the whole profit. So if you bet, you know, $220 to win 200, if there was three goals, you'd get your 220 back and then you'd only get a hundred on top instead of the 200 on top. But uh, I could see it being a lower scoring game. I really could. I think uh, Inter Milan is going to come out and play some good defense and City plays, you know, good enough defense mixed with the fact that Inter Milan doesn't have, you know, the most, you know, exciting attack. Got a couple of decent guys, but, uh, you know, and it's, it's, I think they're going to need, if Inter Milan wants any chance to win, they're going to need some heroes to step up. And one of them being uh, Lukaku, who played in the Premier League and was once a very good goal scorer, you know, for Chelsea. And they're going to need, maybe Desco can be a hero because Desco played for Man City. And Desco was the one that had the infamous tying goal that led to the really infamous Sergio Aguero goal of when Manchester City scored the two goals in the last three minutes of extra time back in like 2012 or 13 or 14 or something to win the premier league for the first time in about 47 years. I think it was. So he'll be going against his old team. Maybe he can find it in him. But what I am afraid of is that city scores early and then they just pound him and end up winning this game three to one, four to zero, because that's what they're definitely capable of doing. But we'll see. I actually didn't even realize it was this weekend. So I'm happy to be reminded of that. So I will, maybe I could be watching. Very good. All right. Uh, anything else to add? I think we covered it all. Well, that will wrap up episode 327 of the Tony Steak Podcast. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we had Off-Road Andy. Goodbye. And Tony Katz. Yes, thank you. Goodbye. See you later. <laughs>